<sighs> here we are. We're, we're here and we're live. We're here. We're queer. JJ Lieberman. Whoa. How are you? Well, I, I just was rhyming. Um, can I have the water? Yeah. Is that fine or is that going to f your. Can I swear too? Well, I, you already started. Yeah, okay. So this I is think cool. Like, is there such thing as in like the first 30 seconds of the YouTube video, you shouldn't swear? Well, you can edit that out and bleep it. No, I it. know. That's what I mean. But I also don't care. Clearly. I, know, I don't care. Care. Swear. What's up, dude? Doing a lot of rhyming. JJ Lieberman. How's it going? You're just, a funny guy, dude. I You're am. very I'm observant, just, too, bro. I'm just looking around looking what you got in your place. apartment. Yeah, I, dude. Big tennis player, so I have some U.S. Open passes over there if you're looking. Oh, I thought you were going to say, is that a Breitling? No, it's a fake iced out AP. You want to see uh, it? No, you don't have to grab it. Come on, we'll talk. So your thing was, I know you bring me in the interview, uh, me, but I actually know nothing about you. Yeah, I know. We don't know much about each other. No. Dude. And is this what you want to do? Is you want? Of wanna, course. Okay. What do you mean? Am I close enough or far enough? No, you're or, good. Sometimes okay. the guests are a little too close, and I'm like, eh, it should really be a cushion thing. I <laughs> I don't like um, close. I hate it. Yeah, you're not a big dap guy, too. Every time I kind of see you, you do the pound, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is. I, I'm not, I don't shake hands. One, because I feel like the shaking hands is um, it's so gross. It's so like madman. Let's do a deal. Hey, okay. And then there's certain guys that I see in comedy that always shake hands, and it just seems phony. It seems like, oh, I'm here to do business. And I don't. Like, I, I got into this as um, a 33-year-old failure of life, and now, um, you know, I just want to have fun. So, it, there's no business to me, which I respect, even though you're very savvy with your, but I do respect your hustle. I, I actually love guys who hustle, and I don't care how they do it. But I also love the, uh, I love people who are very authentic, but I don't know you well enough, so I can't make it. No, I'm an authentic dude, I'd say. You are you? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I am. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see over, we'll the, see next over couple, the time of this episode, and then the next couple times we meet. Too. A couple years. We'll yeah, tell. For I'll sure. tell you. I'll tell uh, you if you're uh, so, if you're authentic or if you're just a weasel. Fair enough. <laughs> so starting comedy at thirty three. Uh yeah, exactly. Ten years ago, two thousand, um, December sixteenth this year. And you've made quite a lot of progress, bro. I think one of the first times I saw two you, years comedian off, wise, really. Yeah, well, well, for the pandemic. Pandemic. I was in well, Canada. Let me tell you. Let me give you your flowers for a moment, bro. Saw you on the No Jumper podcast. I thought that was dope. I know Adam just from watching his YouTube for a long time. The best dude. Okay. Legitimately one of the best dudes. But He's killing it right we now. Can, yeah, we can get. But it. I mean, so I saw you there, and then you've been in the comedy scene for a long time. I know your type of comedy is off color. But you were on the Ted Jones Comedy Show the other week, and multiple people were like, dude, that guy was hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Thank yeah, you. It was, it was great. So yeah. I'm happy that uh, you did the show, and people were happy, bro. And I, I was happy that you'd uh, allow me. It was an interesting... So that was that's one of the premier clubs to me. Like, the stand is obviously one of my goals eventually uh, to get into a club. So I appreciate it. That's the first time I ever performed at the stand. So uh, thank you, and and it was Christmas Eve. So <laughs> yeah, dude, it was. Inher- good turnout, great turnout, and inherently could have been, um, uh, an very uncomfortable. You know, some people. I did a show before that. It stunk. I don't want to say the club on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I but, had heard that it was quiet. I think you and then a couple other comics were telling me that shows got canceled that night. Yeah, a lot of shows got canceled, but also the energy because there's like it's how you want to approach it. Some people are like, well, I have nothing going on. Everyone's at home with their family and I'm not. But your show was I don't know what it was. It was a great energy, great vibe. Um, I really had a fun time. And 
it was yeah it was fun i like doing that i like doing shows i don't care what, what what day it is do you find your comedy having to change sometimes with rooms that aren't feeling your vibe no i just don't care and then i don't get booked i mean so, well i think not caring yeah. is the first good thing though yeah i think um i think me and uh so a guy who i tour with have you met ryan long yeah he's done our show actually a couple times oh really yeah. okay so i tour with ryan i don't know if you know that and um we talked about this actually in the Uber on on New Year's and um, there's an energy I can give, but we're talking about like the energy is like you can go hard and people will hate you or love you, or you can do your medium stuff and people don't like it. And I feel like if, if I do that and people don't like it, then it's like, what a waste of a set anyways. I'd rather them just hate me. Getting back to the initial thing, like you were saying, being authentic. You know, yeah. if you go out and you're fully yourself and the people hate you, whatever. You're not going to go to that medium place where you're like, all right, I'm not happy. They're sort of happy. You know, it's a, the balance doesn't work. Well, for you, you probably you probably have aspirations. Like I saw your shower. Can I talk about your shower? Talk about it, bro. Because usually I close that blind, dude, before really? uh, guests come over. Yeah, I don't need I don't need people talking about it. But let's talk about it. The, it's not seriously. Like no, no, no. But you know what I mean. Like if every time somebody comes over, somebody's got something to say about it. I actually like stuff like that because then yeah, let's talk about it. I, I I think that people who do crazy things now, if you're doing it disingenuously. You got a fucking problem. But if you really, if like, that's what you really believe in, if, yeah. if, if you really believe in like affirmation and I think that's a great thing. And you just have like these notes of affirmation. The only thing I said, I've been doing this a long time. I presume what you've been doing this for years. So full time. Yes. Full time. Almost two years. In oh, April. that's amazing. So I worked at my dad's real estate company for six years. Okay. Doing what? Selling commercial was, uh, bouncing in and around multiple jobs at the company. I was a property manager. I was helping out with rentals, Not uh, happy. but I mean, just basically the stuff that you do when you work at your dad's company, yeah, yeah. you know, you do the things that are a little bit challenging, but you have so much pressure to be the man at your dad's company right away, you know? So you have to tell people, all right, clean up that, clean up this, whatever. And then I felt myself like looking at computer screens during the day and being like, I am not happy. I don't want to wait 15 years until my dad gives me the company. And then all of a sudden this is all right. mine. I wanted to create something for myself. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But, um, but you weren't doing comedy at the time. I was here and there, but I mean, doing it full time would be, it'll be two years in April, but I really, had, that's amazing. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. So I had, um, invasive jaw surgery of July, 2019. And that kind of just, it just, I had TMJ where a side of my face grew longer really than the other. So like I had a crooked smile, my jawbone was just uneven. So I had insanely invasive surgery. I broke my, they broke my jaw in three places, had it reconnected. So for like six months, I really could not. When you, so wait, 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 person. see, this is cool stuff. Do you talk about this shit? Yeah. Okay. Like on stage? Not so much. So that particular segment, not really. So you're, because you were unhappy with how you looked, was that a thing? Um, no, actually not at all. I went to the orthodontist after a check-in cause I had braces and I haven't seen this guy since I'm like 16 years old. So I went in 
10 years later, something like that. And he was like, look, your jaw is uneven. It's growing in this point. Oh, I think kept that on growing. I, he's like, I think it's going to continue to grow. fuck out. And uh, this happens apparently more so in females than males. So they, uh, one side of my face is growing. And he was like, it might just continue. And it's just going to deplete your gums fully on one side. Because I was like chewing hardly really? on one side. Yeah, so dude. it was uncomfortable for you. Yeah, but I didn't really notice it until he brought it up. And then I start, st- like, started seeing pictures of myself. Like, here, I'll pop this picture up right here. Like, you can see, my smile is crooked. Well, as, I as can't you see, see your, right your here. fans can well, see. Well, you take my word for it, bro. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it was just my orthodontist, like, sat me down. And he was he was saying, we can try and fix this with Invisalign, but it's, it's, really, it's really an issue. And I had no really? idea. And then one day... I just decided, all right, yeah, let's do the surgery. And I had no idea what I got, was getting myself into, bro. Do you think he was trying to take down the Tess Jones empire? No, dude. He was trying to blossom the empire into what it is right now. He uh, recommended a surgeon, bro. (laughs) Really? And then afterwards, I was going to do my dental plan with him, my Invisalign, which I still have to wear Invisalign at night. But so so that's crazy. Um, When because that's what the scars for. Yeah. Do people ask you about the scar? Or All the time. And what well, do they say? It's funny because this is actually from, not from the jaw surgery itself. The surgery was all in my mouth. What's that from? This is from some sort of infection that was here. Maybe it was from the surgery. We don't fully know. Oh, so that was after the fact. Yes, dude. So it was a whole. Oh my God. Whole year. Okay. I thought you might've like said, oh, I can't deal with put it, my, my comedy. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, dude. I just went I straight to the I, jugular. <laughs> you just watch your. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, there's, um, I, when I start getting to women, I got into women in my thirties. Um, I was, I'm really into like large breasts and I love, I love all kinds of, do you know my story or no? No, please talk. So I oh. usually fuck guys. Yeah. But well, not you. That. Don't worry. That. Don't worry. I don't like, I don't like guys with I'm like good, stars. dude. I don't even but think no. you're my type. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're not my type. I don't know. Maybe when you were in like an elite uh, tennis player over the age of 18 to 22, but right. I, don't, I don't like Harry. So anyways, <laughs> I got into chicks, but I love, I love tits. So I would get into the first chick, the first escort that I had fake tits. So I loved them. And, uh, but I don't care now. I have no, is this all right? Is this yeah, kosher? This is go is ahead, dude. Go ahead. Cover your ears. Well, my grandma usually listens, but here no you go. No way. Yeah, dude. Oh, I got a, I have a supportive family, bro. I need it. Is that's, I appreciate that's it. That's such an odd thing in comedy. Yeah. Supportive family? Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah. I started super late though. So I feel like if I didn't have that, I feel like it would be way more difficult. As opposed to, I don't know, you tell me. So is this, how deep can I go with this shit? Because I don't want, or you just tell Grams, you're like, hey. You you just don't watch this. I mean, bro, it's the Ted Jones World Podcast, man. We have guests of all walks of life. Come on. So share your story, dude. So I really got into women with large breasts. And then I like, like, have you ever seen like, like where they talk about ginormous, like gigantic, like where it looks like it's abnormal, abnormal size huge the fake ones you mean yeah or real okay. like I, that's why i'm into like thick women because like the bbws you the big beautiful women yeah. or not I so beautiful sometimes no it's bbw it's big beautiful oh, woman specified no no women. but oh. a lot of people think that though <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> it's it's a very common thing um but a bbw generally will have huge naturals so opposed to the big fake ones and some guys hate fake breasts I don't care. Is that they're right? okay? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people want natural, but also, yeah. but 
but you're a good looking dude. I'm a troll. So what I can get is different than what a good looking guy can get. But bro, people who have fake breasts, that's like an enhancement. Yeah, sure. So what do you mean? What does that have to do with? So my whole point is back to the jaw. There was this one porn star who I would follow. She had the surgeries and there's ways that you can, there's a certain kind of surgery where they'll keep on growing and then it's a dangerous surgery. Like what you said, super invasive. I don't know. Was it a high risk surgery for you? I mean, we're breaking my face in three places. So I think just the structure of my face maybe was in question, right. but I don't think it was like Health. a life changing. Right. No. Her, her breasts grew to a certain size that she needed, uh, um, recover, not a recovery. Like she needed to change this, whatever was going on. And it was like dangerous. I don't know. She could be dead. I didn't follow up on her. Shyla Styles. Maybe. Didn't put she the die? Picture up. Yeah. Well, of, of Shyla Styles. Well, you could put the bra, the, I could put a picture of her up. Yeah. Another so one of the first escorts. So I'm in a car with Ryan Long. You'll ask Ryan Long. This is the craziest story. We're going. This is when we we're living. So I'm from Canada. We're on Monday night. We would do three, sometimes four shows. This is how good the scene is in Toronto. We're going to our third spot of the night, and I get on the phone. I'm like, "Hey, are you available?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then I hang up. He's like, "Did you just order a fucking escort in my car?" <laughs> and, and he did. Yeah, I went. So we went to the. Uh, they used to have these cool vape lounges where people would smoke and you perform comedy, like one of the hottest things. But it wasn't like stoners that sometimes they sucked, where it's like people were way too high. But other times, some of the best shows, some of the best workout shows. So he, we went to the one vape lounge that my buddy ran. I wanted to see if I could get on. I couldn't get on, so then I took an Uber to meet this escort. Huge fake tits. Oh, I just spit everyone. Huge fake tits. <laughs> but she, then I found out she was such a Barbie with the fakeness, like the lips, the ass, the tits. She ended up dying on the surgery table. Yeah, she was like in her 20s. She was so hot, but so fake. Like, it's like these people who are into like these, you know, when you see these sex doll robots that are coming out, like the extreme, you think it was a character, like a cartoon character, like she was an anime. That's how crazy she was. Like everything was like, it was like craziest version of Kardashian. So let me ask you this from the age of, I guess when you grew up till 33, you had thought you were gay or when probably, you became bisexual? Um, probably, uh, by the way, you got rocks, nerd. But what, uh, uh, the sapphires? Sapphire. Yeah, dude, I got those from Amazon.com. Fresh <laughs> rocks energy though. Yeah. Is that a real thing? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. So, um, yeah, mostly, I mostly, uh, from the time I was like eight years old, I found, I found dudes attractive. Like I could see commercials, yeah. like, you know, when I was watching cartoons and then they'd have a commercial and there'd be like guy models. And I'm like, oh. a f yeah, fat, like boner from, yeah, that. totally. And then, um, <laughs> so in my teens, I really didn't, I, I was so focused. I played baseball growing up. So I was just nice. so, so focused on playing same kind of thing, right? You're, you know, it was like, you're, it's like two days every day. Your whole mind was like, uh, morning, noon, uh, night. Did everything. You, did you think about playing in college? I went to college. Did oh. you play baseball in college? Yeah. I went to junior college. Okay. I went to junior college. I went to four year school and then I got into, um, I tried to get into independent ball. I hurt my shoulder. Um, but I spent a year on a team 
Um, I went to the spring training of the team. It was like professional baseball, but I was injured. I couldn't throw. So they kept me on the disabled list and I just hung out with the team the whole year. I spent um, the whole year in professional baseball. It was indie, indie ball, so it wasn't affiliated. And um, I basically just caught bullpens. And how, old, how old were you at that point? Uh, 20. This was a year after I just labrum surgery. I had labrum surgery in 2004, so 2000, summer of 2005. And... I couldn't throw still. Did you have any injuries? Yeah, a ton. Yeah. Torn, yeah, shoulder labor. Actually and is that what screwed up your career? No, nah, man. It was just that I felt for tennis, it's a little bit different than other sports where if you don't start playing tennis when you're five, six, seven years old, like you're already years behind because the amount of kids in Europe that do that, kids in Florida, it's everywhere. kids in Texas. Yeah, and then growing up in New York, I actually made the decision to play tennis full-time more seriously because it was between tennis and baseball for me when I was 12. I really took tennis more seriously. I was homeschooled for a year for tennis. Yeah, you um, were. Went to performing arts school for tennis. Bro. Yeah, you did. So I theater I, nerd. It took it took a lot. Yeah, or it, in nicer terms, I remember you called me something. Yeah, I don't want to say it on, don't have to. on your. But yeah, the, the word starts with an F. The so. nerd starts with uh, yes, nerf. Oh, yeah, starts with an F. There you go. So yeah, so basically, um, I tried to pursue that career and. The unfortunate thing, which you probably got at a younger age, which I kind of wish I did. I wish I came to the realization in college that your baseball career is going to be over after this and enjoy it. Instead, I still had aspirations of playing Major League Baseball. Like, I was so delusional, like how you are in comedy. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice jab, bud. So uh, I, um, I, I... I hung on to the dream yeah. too long and it made me super depressed. Um, and I was getting, when I got out of baseball, I got into very, very bad behaviors sexually. Um, just literally, I was so sad that, you know, you spend your whole life from like a, a boy to Jesus. I was 28, 27. And then you get out of the game and you have nothing. And I was like closeted the whole time. I was dating dudes. I had a, uh, one of my exes, my first boyfriend committed suicide when I was in uh, baseball, like my last couple of years in the game. How and, long were you, had you guys been together? Um, I was with him on and off for a couple of years. It was tough, right? Like you couldn't and, have. You two were both closeted? Um, he was a little bit more open, but he was a little bit younger. So it's like, but you got to remember, this is like really before social media. So you could be, man, I couldn't imagine a dude who's in the closet right now in college playing a sport. I could only imagine how difficult it was because guys were... Well, you're saying now it's harder to be? Or oh, I would think so. Back right. then, no, but, you know, because the wor the two worlds don't cross over. Every world crossovers, uh, crosses over now yeah. because of social media. Um, so someone... Man, I had try people trying out me all the time. But when people were outing you, did you stand up for yourself and say like, "Yo, that's fucking"? Well, wow, nobody believe like some really effeminate gay dude. Like he's gay. Like you're like nobody believes. But to be you. honest, like on first glance or whatever, even talking to you, like you wouldn't think that. Yeah, a god, a gay guy. Yeah, you know? what a man. I'm a man. Yeah, you are, bro. Well, no. I, not in the negative. Yeah, like say that. it. Other say it. Get canceled. They're gonna go back to that doesn't fucking seem clip. Gay. Right. Doesn't seem gay. Well, that's why I think also too. It's. Um, uh, <laughs> sis, sis, 
systemically, like people talk about systemic racism, systemically, there's not a lot of guys that will come out of the closet that are bros just because of uh, the association of that to the scene. I think a lot of people, the mainstream scene is not the scene that I'm attracted to. Like the rainbow flags, this, that. The so other you're thing. saying you were doing questionable sexual things. Oh, I was, I was, I was uh, out of the game, depressed. I, I was sad. I was like almost suicidal. Drugs uh, ever get in the mix here? No, that's a surprising thing. Drugs never got in the mix until comedy. <laughs> Not even drugs, just weed. Um, no, I was just having really high risky, unprotected sex with. Dude, I've had unprotected sex with multiple people that are HIV positive. How many? That I know for a fact, three. Crazy, right? What? Is that really bad? I mean, magic. Well, what, al- do you, what Bro, do you magic's think? Magic's been Stupid? alive for freaking fifty years. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, you know, it's. Uh, I feel lucky. I feel super. You know, that's the thing I always try and remind myself is that, uh, you know, when things don't feel like they're going right in life. You're like you <laughs> faded uh, auto like a serious autoimmune disease, which now you can live with. But then think about COVID. Like you have an eyelash on your face. I thought you were gonna take it off and like blow me a kiss or something. Nah, like, that's why I left nah. it there. I, you're the kind of guy. If, <laughs> you're the kind of guy. If you had a big dick, I'd let I'd blow you through a glory hole. Like we could put up the. All right, down. Say less. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, so I feel very lucky that, um, uh, you know, because guys had to put up with, uh, just, you know, with COVID going around, that's a real threat to people's lives again, yeah. like for HIV. Like there was a time before 2020 that people who had HIV could, you know, you just take the pill a day and you're fine. But your immune system is at risk if you, if you have it and, co- and you catch COVID. It's like a serious thing. When did you start feeling comfortable outing yourself just to, I guess, people that you haven't met before? Um, I don't, I don't, I just talk about it on stage. I don't really talk about it to people. It's not, I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't give, also, I'm not a people person, man. I'm like, um, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to strangers. I don't want to do, like, I'm comfortable in this entertainment realm, but I don't, I don't like to be around people. I look at people on the subway who are fucking listening to their phones without headphones and it irritates yeah, me. Yeah, you're a very intimidating guy, I might add. No, I'm not. I'm well, a, I think you are. Just the way that you just described yourself and not liking but, strangers, that sounds intimidating. Bro. No, to me. And then also the no handshake too? Yeah. That's intimidating. You you want to... Okay, what? Okay. We what, can bro? Talk. What are you looking at the fucking I just want to make. I want to make sure we have the full battery, by the way. So oh, that's really? Why I was thinking. Okay. We're good. We're, we're um, so guys who are to me- <laughs> I was doing a little bit of both go yeah, yeah you fucking psycho to me to me the people that are like they're intimate like there's some comics who I really respect comedically who are very funny comics but they've got like a serious past and it's to me that's like Derek have you had Drescher on the show yeah he's like the most one of the most interesting I love the guy and he's he's comedically great um I think he's He's going to be very fucking popular in comedy. I think he's very talented. Him, guys like him and Gio, like they're like yeah, they both went on, yeah, yeah. They're like proper badasses. And like even I, I was doing a show with uh, Sergio on. Have you ever met Sergio? Sergio Chacon? Never, oh, met dude. Him. This dude's like legit. Like he's built like a fucking human pit bull. I'm like, he's so funny. But I'm like, I would never ever like uh, talk shit about a guy like like he he's 
he could kill me. But that's intimidating to me. Guys who are like um, actual. Right, right, right. Okay. The physical threats. Well, yeah. I mean, but also too, they grew up in New York. They, you know, they, they're no, is that what? Yeah. But you grew up in like the fucking um, Greenwich village of New York, right? Didn't Not you Greenwich Village, <laughs> near Gramercy Park. Gramercy Park. You didn't grow up in New York. You grew up in a fucking Epstein hey, Island. <laughs> it was you... fucking difficult back <laughs> yeah, then, bro. Right? Yeah, right. I see in Gramercy, it's like there's a park where it's gated oh, off. Yeah, for yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Didn't have access to that park. What That'd the be fuck fresh, is though. that? That's crazy. Gramercy Park. You need a key to. Well, you have to live right around the outskirts of Gramercy Park, and then you need a key to get. It. Who wants that? Where did you grow up? Toronto. Toronto, downtown Toronto. But who wants to go to a park where you have like the people don't. Do people like that? I mean, bro, if I paid 50 mil for a townhouse, I would like a private park in front Buddy, of my house. Buddy, if I paid JJ. 50 million, I would have my own fucking island. I wouldn't live in New York. Speaking of Epstein, nice. Way to, way well, to wrap that back. No, but that is, to <laughs> me, I love this city. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. It's the best. You think it's the best? To, I mean, yeah, dude. It's it's hard for me to stay anywhere else for more than four nights, unless I'm like actually working there and be happy. Like, Doing shows, you mean? Sure. Or work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hate the term so work. My dad... Well, I mean, I do the vlog, I do the podcast, I do the comedy show. So you're doing, so you're that's entertaining, work, bro. Okay. No, it's not. It. This what do you is think? I know work. it's not. I'm happy that I'm doing this, but yeah. what would you qualify that as? This? No, 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 no. What I'm saying, like, if I'm at, if I'm somewhere and I'm not doing anything, if I'm somewhere and I'm not passionately doing what I want to do, I'm fucking bored. I I never look at this as work. I agree. Uh, to be honest with you, sure. that's why I don't mind doing this. Like, um, yo, dude, um, you could tell me you're like. JJ, you can come tonight to do a spot on my show. There's no pay. I'm like, I don't, until I'm a name and I can draw, I don't, like, the pay obviously helps. I had no money last year. I made less than, living in New York, I made less than $15,000. And I survived in 2022. So every dollar matters. But also, too, if I got no spot pay, I would do it all for free. Because I only look like when you, I think you, like, you, you tip me up. I look at it as a tip. I appreciate it. You didn't have to pay me, but I appreciate it. I appreciate like, you know, if I'm hosting a club show, sure. I, 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 I can't, I, but if, if I didn't get the spot pay of like 60 to 80 to a hundred, I appreciate doing the time. You got to put a value to your act, but I put that value to the act when I can actually sell tickets in my personal opinion. How long have you been on the road with Ryan? Cause I've spoken with Ryan before, uh, just about YouTube in general. And you know, he's been doing the man on the street stuff for forever. I've looked as, but he's like brilliant, bro. For so sure. Ryan started probably 11 years ago, but he also, um, he's, uh, Ryan before he did stand up comedy, had TV shows. Like he's a incredible talent. Like, so probably 14 years ago, he had a, already a television show in Canada. And this is before he did comedy. So I started a year after him and my other good buddy and who he does a podcast with, Danny Polishuk, who's yeah. super funny. Great dudes, by the way. Yeah, nice good guys. crew. Yeah, that was our crew. And there was about... Yeah, bro, you, I think, are the most intimidating out of those guys, in my opinion. Yeah, well, Danny's First on plans. acid all the time, so fucking... Yeah, he seems great. He seems like a very nice know. guy. he's on acid. <laughs> oh, he's a really good... He's a really good dude. Um, it, so I started a year after him, and we all became really close... I actually, out of the three of us, was probably headlining clubs in Canada first. But Ryan was always considered, you know, the GOAT. And, and because he was always doing sketches, he was always on the, culturally, on the cusp of everything. Like, always. Culturally on, on um, point with everything. And uh, 
And then he moved down here, blew up during the pandemic. And Danny moved down here. I didn't have any money, so I couldn't even move down here. And they started touring together. They did the, we used to do the podcast together. And then uh, I joined them last year and I started touring with them. And then, um, yeah, so most, most dates, if I ever want to go on a date, Ryan just says, tell me which dates you want to come. And I go. So you've been touring with him like the last year or so? Yeah. How was the pandemic for you? You know, you talk about finance. Why? Oh, I was playing, I quit comedy and I played poker professionally. How'd you do in that? Oh, I was probably, probably bought in for $400,000 worth of tournaments. I played the main event last year on, uh, dude, I thought you said you had no money. I was backed and I did have a lot. This is before. So two years ago, I'm sorry. I played the main event two years ago. Which one? The world series of poker. World main series event? Of poker. I was on a feature CBS sports feature table. Is this online? Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. Are we you popping pop it up, up right, right now? Yeah, let's fucking go, bro. Fucking nerd. Fucking this uh, guy, dude. He's I, so mean, bro. Um, so I played, I played at a feature table with Chris Moneymaker. So during the pandemic, oh, yeah, yeah, financially, yeah. I was doing great. Great. Where I lost my mind. I was a crypto boy. So I had, when I moved to New York. I bought Bitcoin at 50K, dude. At 50? Full fresh coin, dude. Oh, and you're I was, I, one of those. I retired from my job. Oh, I actually heard, I heard you on a podcast. You lost like a lot of money. I, I think lost maybe, 50K what was it from, twice. Was it from like SafeMoon or some nonsense? It was from. Um, well, let me just I'll explain my story before. I, yeah, yeah. I bought it at 50K, dude. And this is like my retirement, my retirement money. So right now it's not doing so great, but I assume that this year will be way better than last year. So. Actually, so I hopefully so. I think, um, I think this year, I think we're actually going to, uh, I don't want to make it a crypto thing, but I do Let think close this window. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you can just edit it. I'll wait. You could just edit it. I wait. Or is this a full run? Do you run it or do you edit it? Do you keep this running or do you, will you edit out like something like that? Like if no, this is in, we're, we're, we're okay. in right now. This I, um, <laughs> by the but way. I edit it. I edit it. So, um, long story short, I do think with the, the, the market's still going to continue to hurt and, and go lower. But I do think, um, Bitcoin, if you can get it, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. So yeah. what happened? Let's hear your story though. How did you lose 50 K twice? Mm. First time I was new, I was a uh, I was a moon boy. Loved Safe moon. No, just a moon boy. Want to go to the fucking moon? Oh Never. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, why that's I bought why Shiba, you bought, dude. Yeah, you're a moon boy. <laughs> you're a dumb bro who buys it when it's when it's rocketing. Um, right it, after a rocket. Yeah, a moon boy, and then you get then everyone who's smart sells their bags while you're buying Bitcoin at 50 K after it's been pumping. Well, your boy, Logan Paul pulling the rug on all of us. Doesn't yeah. Help. I've scumbags. Never, I've There's a lot of trash. In that. I'm, I was just saying though. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of rug pulls and shit. I, I, uh, I feel like, um, you know, I'm so savvy when it comes to like understanding my path in comedy, but I'm not savvy in anything else. I'm a degenerate. Like when we were in um, Texas at the beginning of the month, I did uh, I did Scottsdale with Ryan, and then Ryan went back to New York, and I flew to Austin, which is an amazing comedy scene, amazing food scene, amazing entertainment scene. Did shows there, and then we did shows in Plano, and I was I was desperate to uh, meet an escort with Titty Milk. Like I'm I'm just an idiot, and I I spent money. I had no How money. How much? How much? She was actually the cheapest. Uh, she was only a hundred bucks to see her, 
which was great. How long do you see an escort for for a hundred bucks? Yeah, this is what's so scary. Now I have to wait the next three months to worry about a disease. Yeah, hundred bucks is like ridiculous. Cheap, yeah, buddy. It's bargain basement. Huh, that's like for an hour though, or yeah. But the thing was, get your rocks off. The the thing is that um, she didn't allow any sexual touching, which I liked. It's just it was a titty milk thing. I was just there straight for pump, straight titty milk. All right. Do you have a fetish like that? I mean, I'm vegan. So really? theoretically, I guess. Oh, that's right. That's all your clips is you, you talking about how you're a that's soy all boy. The clips. I'm a soy boy. <laughs> why, why are you a soy boy? Uh, it started with the jaw. Yeah. Couldn't chew meat. You could, you're the only person to find a way to be more insufferable than you are. Because of me being vegan? Yeah. But you're already in sober. Insufferable. I think that it goes back to what you were saying. You know what I mean? Like people are either just going to really be themselves and people won't like them as you're expressing yourself to me right now. Yeah. And no, then I don't mind I, you. What? I don't mind you. I like you because you work hard. I don't think I'd ever be friends with you. But well, I, was, I think we're I think we're we're cracking cracking down that wall right now. Yeah, yeah. We're becoming we're, friendly. Well, friendly of I I'm friendly with that. I actually don't think it's I don't like that about comedy or I don't like when people use this as and treat it like it's we're high school girls and talk shit and stuff like that. Uh, and You mean like talking shit on a podcast about no, things? Well, just talking like someone don't like you because of your approach to the game, which I'm sure you get. Right, mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you care? What do, What do you care that he's working hard and doing something else? And he's, you can tell he's like business. He's like, there's a business side to you, which is fine. That's, I mean, you're all gonna have to adopt it anyways if you're gonna want to make money in this game. So, you just adopted it earlier. But my importance right now, to me. Um, I look at it as like the I just want to be the best artist in comedy I can be, and then then I'll figure out the business stuff. But I appreciate that. Yeah. So going back to being being vegan, so it was tough for me to chew meat, as I said, no homo. And then I just got into the fruits, oatmeal, um, oh, so tofu, oof, chickpeas, oh. And then I just stuck with it, bro. And now it's part of the brand. So and you I can't like go it? Back. Yes. I have you never, many options. Do you never crave a steak? No. Really? No, dog. Sometimes I'll be like, fuck, that pizza looks good. But besides oh, that, cheese? yeah, the cheese is huge. So when people are like, cheese or blowjobs, I'm like, take the fucking cheese. So why can't you? So it, let me ask, why can't you just eat a fucking slice of pie? No, dude. People what will are, it do? Because people are, it would. Bring people's respect in me down, JJ. But I thought you don't care what people think. I do for the brand. What do you mean? I don't care what brand? people think about me. I care what people think about the brand, bro. Really? When people think about Ted Jones World, they should think fucking vegan. Oh my god. Um fucking podcasts. <laughs> fucking vlogs, comedy shows. And being authentic and true to yourself, no matter what a podcast oh, has he's say even got to a bring gay flag. you down. He's got a gay flag. Yeah. Where where is that? Oh yeah, yeah, on the fridge. On the yeah, fridge. dude. Ugh, I respect everyone and all people. Yeah, I know, as I know, the I world know, does. You know, Ted, we Ted, love everyone, all you know, colors, shapes, sizes, gay, straight, bi. I I saw the guy who was. Uh, you remind me of him. Who was? Uh, <laughs> I'm at the gym, and I see the guy. You ever watch the movie Jerry Maguire? Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, not Tom. 
I know Tom well, I've Cruise. I've seen the movie, yes. But I'm, I'm not saying, talking so Tom they Cruise. Know. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, they know who fucking Jerry Maguire and Tom Cruise is. But the guy who's the quarterback, Kush, Kush, man, you know. Kush? Is it Keanu Reeves? Kush? In yeah, it's Keanu Reeves. Bro, who the Stupid. fuck is Kush? Exactly. So, anyways, I'm watching, I'm on doing cardio at the gym, and this guy is hosting Pictionary. Like on TV, oh man, to let me look. I want to look him up to me to do those gigs. I'd rather, like, I was sleeping on the four, floor for the last eight months. I just moved into my own place. Yeah, you're talking about this that, week. Bro. That's and, great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's better than having three roommates and mice and rats and uh cockroaches. And I honestly said to myself, I said, JJ. Would you be fine doing what you're doing in comedy? This is your living situation, or completely Jerry O'Connell? Jerry O'Connell. He went to my school, dude. Come on. I saw him on the street. He's a the rich other day. Gramercy boy like you. Maybe. Dude. But he went to my school. That's funny you mentioned that. Bro. Jerry O'Connell. And dude, his older brother was my sailing instructor randomly. He. You sail? Jesus Christ, mm. you shouldn't tell people. Fuck, no, I didn't mean that. I took a two-week course <laughs> where they taught me how to sail, and I had no idea. I did not re retain any of that information. It was Charlie O'Connell. I don't know why he was the So, the but lead. he's had, like, work. Like, he's had Hollywood work. Yo, yeah. you know men are so into the, like... Are when you they, suggesting that I'm going to have work done, or it looks like I have work done? No, no, you don't. You look... What, what are you, 28? 31. 31? Yeah, same difference. Fucking idiot. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude, I corrected you on my fucking age. Uh, yeah, I'm 28, basically. Uh, he's had the... Holly, the Holly... Why do you make noises like that? I think it's endearing. To whom? Bro, my friends think it's funny when I text them. Yeah, but you, also your friends are like Wall Street nerds. Who Bro, would, that's not true. Who are your friends? A couple <laughs> okay. guys who work on Wall Street. <laughs> I hope you make it. You're going to get slaughtered by comics. They're going uh, do you think we care? Do you think we care? No, we don't give a shit. You know what? This is one of the mo more combative episodes we've ever had. This is great. Really? We need this. Yeah. What do you uh, mean, really? You think uh, people come in here and shit on me on my own <laughs> podcast? No, dude. This is great. People are like, Let me people tell are loving you, it. The more I'm in this space of yours, I'm like, oh, this actually makes sense. Like everyone, because I do my podcast to like other people like me who are human garbage. Those are my fans. Like I once heard Stanhope. You want to say who it is and put a picture for your fucking well-off uh 89 to $250,000 a year friends uh, who Doug Stanhope yeah, is. Yeah, go ahead. Pop him up. Who the f yeah, go ahead. So um, I heard him talking about, he was like talking about, look at this guy answering his fucking phone. Don't worry, it ends when it ends. I uh, heard him talking about he's showing up to a gig and he's walking across the street and he's like, look at all these people who are outside. Who the fuck are these people in this? It was his fans. And when I heard that story, it's like, that's what I want. I want my fans to, when people are outside, if I could ever get to that point, waiting to get into the venue, like, who are these savages that are waiting outside? Who like are they in going the winter to see? type? The winter? Well, I mean, it was freezing outside. Like, why were they waiting outside? Like, why was he making such a Because the venue deal? wasn't open yet. Oh, okay. yeah, like, like, who lineup. the fuck waits online? <laughs> no, but just like, you know, but <laughs> but that's what your thing is. You get all these like, what are you looking at your nails? What's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> are you good? 
I've heard Joe Rogan say once, he's like, I've had one podcast I didn't air. Is this, <laughs> is this gonna be like this, man? No, dude, we're airing this. I just I I am, I'm addicted to biting my nails though. I oh dude, I'm you That's know what I'm I have? Working. I have um trictilophagia. I could just like if I have something on my head, two hours later I could be like still scratching at it. Oh, and like you get to your skull. So what's that, a neurologic disease where you just can't stop scratching? I don't know, man. Well, how, well, how do you stop initially? You just never So start. the same thing with my nails, yeah. too. Like, I I can get in a bad habit when I'm writing, and then I have, like, and then I'm like, oh, I just have to get. Yeah, bro. That's, like, kind of when I'm at the gym, I do that shit the entire Not time. Not at the gym, because I, I do a hit workout. That's where you should go. You should do hit. Hot chicks in that class or what? No, you do it. On, I do it on my phone and I put the headphones, I grab the dumbbells and I go into a corner and I just do a 45. You have no time because you get 10 seconds in between and you're following someone on your phone. It's actually the best workouts. What is that like the Peloton app or? Guy, it's not riding a bike. It's uh, no. Dude, I'll, the I'll Peloton send... has a workout oh, thing really? also. You yes. know what? Same thing. Like there's a guy's name. There's all these fitness trainers that they do like hits. So it's like 40 seconds on with the dumbbells, 20 seconds off. So you have no time to fuck around yeah, and your workout's done in, in uh, 30 to 40 minutes. So, um, but yeah, so my point with your podcast, you'll actually get these like, kind of like the Chris D'Elia fans, like these uber nerds who are like, Walsh bros, like, yeah, like that, you know, who, who are, you, yeah, I know you're like, he just got in trouble. More so, I think new allegations. He had to like cancel his oh, really? album or something coming out on January 11th. He's canceling it. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, bro, I like young girls too, but like above 18. Whoa. Above 18, oh, bro. You know, I dot, know. Dot, dot, I'll above tell you 18. something, buddy. I love guys like you. You know why? Because I know that you got fucking skeletons in your closet and they're not out. And I love it. So eventually, hopefully I stay in New York. Hopefully... I stay here, but I can't wait till it breaks. Whatever your fucking deviant <laughs> look at you. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what comes out, man. There's nothing. You can't get nothing on me. I'll tell <laughs> you. So open about it. I, I, uh, as my bro, I had a ketamine phase. Did you? Yeah, dude. Cool. That wasn't, that wasn't great. Cause Why? It, Cause I got really lost in the sauce and people say, oh, you can't be addicted to ketamine. But like, I, I like was there was a point like where my nostril yes. got so yes. fucked up that like Fuck I was trying yes. to do it and it just wasn't <laughs> happening. I was like, let me try the other nostril. Yes, so that was that's a skeleton that I would have you talked about this not before? Want, yeah, not likely want to talk about. And I talk about it on stage a little bit. I'm like, all right, who's fun in here? <laughs> yeah, but you also do it like a whimsical, like, yo, I did ketamine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not like so. I was doing fucking ketamine, <laughs> chopping up the lines. Is, is, you can do that. So. Ketamine's a very big gay drug. I used to Yeah, dude, huge gay drug. K-holes, right? Yes, bro. Why it like loosens your butthole, right? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah I think that's what the that's what the so, thing is behind. So it. when I was in the closet, I used to go out in Toronto during the summers. Like if I would come back at for college from college, I would go out to the gay. Wh where did you uh, go to college, by the way? I went to six colleges in five years. I'm an it was all, all close to Toronto though. Like no, easy to all get in back. America for baseball. Um I had scholarships. Um I, this is how bad I am as, as a student that the only school I could get to because I transferred so many times and I flunked out my last junior college for junior college I failed out of everything that a D3 school gave me an academic exemption 
to get me in. To play baseball. To play baseball. Damn. Yeah, nice. that's how big of an idiot I was. And the coach loved me, and I love I love this guy. I just reached out to him after a couple of years, uh, after probably a decade of not speaking to him, just seeing how he was. Um, but um, but the K-hole. Uh, this is interesting. You know, now it's becoming more mainstream because you can just take an IV with a doctor looking over you, and they have but that's prescriptions for it somewhere. For people with PTSD. There. Yes, or severe depression. But you were doing it. Why were you why did you get into it? I just it? got I was just hanging out with a crowd that was partying a lot. I started doing it. How old were you? This is like right before jaw surgery, bro. This is kind of like the turning of the of the new leaf. Were you doing comedy at the time? Not really. Here and there. I was taking improv classes at uh, oh, UCB. Oh, you were, of course. You see the Herald, that thing. Dude, I was a big UCB guy and then yeah, pandemic of course hit. You were. Pandemic hit. I was like, all right, I need more stage time. And that's when I started to do stand up. Let me tell you how much I hate the UCB. Do you need to explain what kind of crowd it is? The alternative comedy. You're not that person, though. You're just a theater nerd. Again, holding back on the word. But a lot of those guys, they think they're better than comics. They're like, oh, I'm so. Wouldn't you say it's kind of reversed as well, though? Comics look at improv people and they're like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Yeah, the improv people are happy. No, I don't think I look at the, I look at them as like, um, uh, yeah, there's just something that's, I took a couple improvs to get better at stand-up. And by the third semester at Second City. Chicago? No, I went to the one in Toronto. So I did the A class, which I loved because that's when I first started comedy. And I was with really cool people who I still talk to. The second class, I, I kept on switching classes, but the third class was, re, it was like in the heart of when the um, culture was changing to really from like bro culture to like, that was right before the Me Too movement. So right before Harvey Weinstein kind of. Yeah, but you could see a shift in society, right? There, this is right, right before Trump, you could see a divide. Um, and these people were just not... Um, they were like so disingenuous and it was not fun. And they're like, they didn't like taking risks. And that's the kind of thing I don't like about when people look at someone who takes risks on stage, they're very critical of that. When I look at someone who's a hack or even like an alt comic, I don't think I'm like, thank God you're doing that. Cause I don't want people trying to do what I do. I would hate that. Well, I think it takes a lot of, comfortability on stage to kind of do what you do bro in a unique way you know what i mean going out there and putting on this character persona that you know that people might not initially like but you also don't give a shit and that's the best way for you to put your comedy out there well that was interesting at your show because there was it was clearly people that wouldn't probably want to see me it was like a younger ish kind of crowd, younger ish more women um but people who wouldn't like if I had fans, like I have small, when, when you do, and when you have, no, I have fans. a, I have yeah. fans, but yeah. it's not large. It's not like Ryan. Ryan not has yet. like, right, right, right. Ryan has like legit, you know, he's proper famous. Um, but, um, that wouldn't be the type, but I always do well in those settings though. This just not my setting because you could see the shift of the, the show. I actually felt cause I was poking my head in. I felt like it was a tough show to begin with. Um, but I, I turned them, but it was it was difficult, right? Because that's not my crowd. My crowd's Ryan's crowd, like a bunch of like 
bros and wild chicks. Like, I love that stuff. I love, I love wild people. So, you know, it's so fascinating, man. Cause I, I lived, um, I lived in the closet for a long time and people, when I first came out on stage and started doing that, people were like, you're fascinating. And I'm like, to be honest with you, I think everyone's fascinating. Like to me, I look at your story of ketamine, no different than my story of living in the closet. It's just two different stories, but both equally interesting. Am I, 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 I don't like, I don't buy into the, um, um, this is life. You live by the kind, not that I'm trying to break the rules or be like a rage against a machine kind of thing, but I do like the honesty of the outsiders, which are actually like everyone, everyone, everyone just puts on a mask. Like everyone kind of has a story like you and I, you mean? Of course. Dude. So today was an insanely difficult day for me, man. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Cause that just fucking happens sometimes. Snapped out of it. I brought my camera to the vlog, what, dude? You don't appreciate my okay, complaining? Tell, tell. I'm pretty fucking stoic, so I'm going to complain a little bit. Okay. Went to shoot a vlog, brought the vlog camera, battery was Alone? Dead. So we had to shoot the on the iPhone. Or did you get the Yiddish guy? <laughs> no, not the Yiddish guy, Schuster. <laughs> I had a, a new a new guy today. What's waking up on but, the wrong side of the bed? I don't buy into that. I love waking up because I love getting the coffee. Me too, bro. Also, but I just woke up. I was like, fuck, things are not moving as fast as I'd like them to move. That was like a quick lapse. You know how you sometimes have that as a human? Yeah, but I also am at that age where I'm like, um, I'm here and there's a good chance that this is going to be it. Like, this is it. Like this, these, uh, that's why I said I saw your affirmations in your bathroom and I'm like, I really think you should put emphasis on happiness, bro. I really do. Because the fact that you live in New York City, you do this full time, um, 99.999% of the comics in the world would like that. And if that's not good enough, I think that's a big problem, in my opinion. But I'm also 42 years old and I have no money and I fucking steal from Whole Foods. So <laughs> I think happiness is a huge part of it, man. Yeah. And I try I, gratitude if you read some yeah. of those things in there. Uh, but yeah, just in general, I was just, I, I couldn't, time and it was hard to read all those notes with me just rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> These guys don't know what they're talking about. I'll pop it up here. You guys can see all the notes of affirmation no, I, think I have on my uh, shower. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think, I think reading stoicism and being gra grateful um, are very important things. Yeah, bro. Onward and upward. Anything coming up uh, in the beginning of 2023 that you're looking forward to? Um, no, I'm, I actually made a decision to like, cause both me and Ryan were talking about this, like he's choosing not to go on the road and I actually don't think it's right now. I just want to focus on, um, um, establishing myself more in the, like I'm in, I'm a, I'm in a few clubs doing clubs, uh, in New York, but I really want to make a, uh, aggressive move towards, uh, some of the bigger clubs hopefully. And I think that's just, uh, it takes time too. But um, no, nothing crazy. Just um, just continue to kind of what you're doing is just continue to create, try and find things that you love doing. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I think that I think uh, the path is is cool. It's enjoyable for the most part. But you do have the bad days, like you said. JJ, we don't have to shake, dude. Thank you, you so you much for coming shake. on the podcast, bro. Of course, I would I'd do the same time, man. I, I Not really. I mean, once a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. 
Ted Jones World Podcast. Follow this guy, JJ. We're popping up at your Instagram, so please tell us what it is right here. Well, if you're popping up, oh, right, for your audio listeners. JJ Lieberman Comedy. Absolutely, JJ. Thanks so much for coming on and actually just putting on your true face, bro. We really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Peace.